0: Hi, this is Steve Addison for the Movement's podcast. The podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Well, today we're in Long Beach, California, and we're talking to a team with Troy Cooper about the importance of finding your tribe as you pursue Movement.
1: both from Phoenix, Arizona, which is just a state away. And um, I had gotten saved out of Buddhism, shamanism, and Eastern mysticism kind of stuff that I was doing for two years. God radically saved me and appointed me to go and, and share with all kinds of people. So um, I had started to do that. I was sharing at coffee shops and skate parks. I had skateboards. So that's kind of like the ministry that God's appointed me to the whole world's ministry, but, um, skateboarding is a a special place that my heart is just, um, really attracted to. I think like all those kids really need it. It's a dark community Mm -hmm. and God's shining light on it. Um, so I was out in Arizona, I was preaching the gospel a lot and God started to save people through me a lot. And I didn't know what discipleship meant. You know, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't grow up And knowing what discipleship was or what anything in the Bible was, I I found out for my own, like the first year that I had been saved, I'd just been reading like crazy and spending hours a day in the word. And um, so I started to learn uh, more about what preaching the gospel meant, more about what making disciples meant, but I didn't see an example, really. I thought discipleship was handing the Bible to people after they're saved and saying, hey, read the book of John come to my church if you want, you know, so God had been saving a handful of people, about 10 people, um, in the first 10 months that I had been saved and I just been sharing and sharing. And then, uh, one day I had ended up meeting some people came out here for just a week. And while I was out here, God told me to come out here and live in my van and preach the gospel. And so I said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. Um, I, had met, I had led Sydney to the Lord prior to this. Um, when I first met Sydney, she was an atheist and um, she was the first person I ever baptized. So I had known Sydney before I went out to California. We hadn't really been dating or anything at the time. So I moved out to California on my own. Um, and that was in December. December, it was Christmas Day that I moved out here. And New Year's Eve today, right when it turned 12. I was desperately on my knees praying for community. Mm. I had been Mm. like, Lord, I I came out here and I know two people. (laughs) Mm. I know two people out here that love you and that want to pursue you. But I don't know people that have the great commission mindset and have this purpose to go and share what you've done in their lives and and what you can, what you can do in other others lives. So I've been praying for community and the next day I go to the skate park and I'm sharing, and uh, I had this shirt that on the back of it, I painted with a paintbrush, Galatians 2.20. And the first I pa- had a cross on the front, I had, it is finished. And uh, I was skating, sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was skating and then Troy was there with his kids.
0: So all of a sudden at the skate park, you saw this old guy
1: yeah. <laughs> sitting down. He wasn't even What's he doing yeah. here? Yeah, so I I just saw him, you know, and and didn't really think anything. My my dad, I grew up skating with my dad, so I was like, I grew up skating with older dudes, but he wasn't skating. He was yeah, just kind of sitting there, sitting there, just watching his kids. And I and I just skate dad, <laughs> skate dad. It's like a soccer mom, but it's a skate dad. <laughs> it's the same uh, no occupation. Yeah. So I was there, and then he turns to me and he goes, "I like your shirt. That's very true." And I no. thought he was mocking me because I had a lot of people at the time reviling me and mocking me for my skate, for me? my, <laughs> for loving Jesus in the skate community. So I started to give him my testimony in the gospel, trying to lead him to the Lord. <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> oh, I'm a missionary. You know, I plant house churches. And I was super encouraged. I was like, wow, no way. That is awesome. Mm. And it was the first time that I had somebody go, hey, let's meet up tomorrow. I want to hear more about you. Hmm. It was more than just like the the surface level of like let's let's hang out. It was like tomorrow <laughs> night we're gonna get coffee. I'm bringing my disciples, and that's exactly what he said, and that's what he did. So the next day we go and we go to get coffee. It was Jordan was there, um, and so was Mason, yeah. and we were getting coffee. I was so encouraged by them. We got ended up everyone in that coffee shop ended up being like believers. We ended up talking to a <laughs> bunch of people. I was just going off, and we met some people from house church. I hadn't known a house is yet. I had grew, like going, when I got saved, I was going to the traditional church. It was awesome. God was moving. But I hadn't, it was more like pastor on the pulpit. And like, I was, I didn't really see anything like a house church before I'd heard of it. Um, I had really been intrigued, but I never saw an example. So then that night he's like, Hey, uh, after coffee, he's like, let's go to my, can you want to go to my house? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, he said one well, of my family I said, yeah, I'd love to, you know, I don't know people out here. And so keep in mind the night before I'm praying for community. And then he opens the door. We go to his house. He opens his door and I look into his house and there's a bunch of young guys that look like me. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, and I walk up to them and they love Jesus, they skate and they surf. Mm. And so I was already like so encouraged that God I knew that was an answer to prayer. So um after that, I had found like what we call it like Robin. Like I found my my crew the mob with mm. the next day or two we i was like malachi it was just his son i mean I'm sure you know i was like i want to go to oceanside skate park mm. and so um and before that we went to i went to I, I experienced house church for the first time and it like came to movement went to zeal yeah mm. move me it like it it like i saw something that i had never seen before you know mm. i've seen God moving in a way that I hadn't seen in Arizona, my, my whole walk with Jesus. Yeah. And it was so awesome. It's what I had been looking for and pursuing so passionately, but I never found it. And then I found it. And when I found that, it was just like a, it was like an ignition wow. just mm-hmm. to go. And so um, we went to the skate park and the first day we were at the skate park, um, I ended up sharing with this kid and his brother um, and they ended up getting saved. And so we saw God doing work out there. The next day we go to disciple them. And Mm -hmm. as we're discipling them, I look up and all of Troy and all of my, all of our buddies are witnessing to all kinds of people in the skate park. They're coming out. There's dudes with beers in their hands, talking to people about Jesus. And I'm like freaking out. So we realized God was doing something. And so I stayed there. I stayed in in California for a month and God faithfully saved eight people in a month. And we saw God moving, not just out here, but like all over. Mm -hmm. And I had been so encouraged and so moved. Like I said, I didn't grow up in a, in a um, mm. Christian home. So my parents came out to visit me when I was out here. Because like, I, I just was like, God told me like to move back to Arizona. He was like, Max, go back to Arizona. And I was like, Lord, I want to be here for so long. Like, mm. what do you want me back in Arizona for, you know? And I was like, but I know, I know, like, he, he has it for a reason. And so my parents come out the weekend that I was going to go back to Arizona. And my mom tells my dad to ride with me back to Arizona. And on the way to Arizona, as I'm moving back, just for a little, I thought I was gonna be there for like a week. On the way back, I end up leading my dad to surrender his life to Jesus and the in the passenger seat of my car. One of the most beautiful moments of my life. Like, I love, I've seen people come to South, but the moment that I got to like cry and pray with my dad, you know, like is just so huge. I've been praying for my family forever. So my dad gives his, like, fully surrenders his life to Jesus in the passenger seat of my car. And the next day, my twin sister gives her life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, I had just been in this place where I was like, okay, God's doing work out here. And obviously, he wants me out here for a little longer than I thought it I would be out there. So then I was so encouraged. They taught me how to disciple. I didn't know how to disciple ever. And then the moment I came to California, they showed me one. They showed me all this stuff. Within that month, I was here. I ended up going to Montana and doing a training. And mm-hmm. like I was so lit up that i had a new it was like a new door that god had opened discipleship Mm -hmm. right like i had seen the fruit of people being saved but now i can walk with these people and i know how i saw the example Mm -hmm. so i was really excited to go back to arizona too and a disciple of the people that i had led to the lord before i moved to california so i come back and the first person i wanted to disciple was sydney
2: (laughs) and i
1: so- and there were no mixed motives then,
0: Maximilian?
1: <laughs> no, I, I, actually,
2: I yeah. actually,
1: did. I mean, I liked her. I always did like her, but it wasn't. I didn't think we were going to get married <laughs> as soon as we did. As soon as we did, at least. So I went there, and you know, I I liked her, but it was a thing where I was like, man, God, because she. I had a lot of people that I had led to the Lord out there, but Sydney was the one that really was burning. I mean, after she got saved, she would go to the homeless community and just like hand bagels and talk to them about Jesus. She had a Bible study with a group of homeless people when she right. first got saved. Like I had seen so much fruit. And so I was like, man, like God's moving through this girl. And I'd love to see her learn the things that I learned in California, how much she'd grow even more. So um, I go back and then I ended up planning a house church and I, I was staying there. So I started to like her. And then I started to see God started to save people, and I was like, "Okay, Lord, you want me out here for longer than a week?" Mm -hmm. So um, I started seeing God move, and I was like, "I think I'm going to start a house church." You know, I I I had so many friends, like I had dudes that I used to party with that came to faith, and um, we the first day of house church, I got to baptize my friend Wyatt, and it was awesome, such a good time. (laughs) The joke doesn't fit. It was so awesome. And so I planted a house church. We call it the laborers and we had a community immediately. Like the first day we had a community of people that were so zealous to make disciples, but they didn't know how the same as I was so zealous to go and be laborers, but they didn't know where to start. And, and laborers church was just a foundation for these people. And so we saw people come to, I mean, this whole, so I, but we didn't even start dating. I actually just ended up last year to marry me. <laughs> I was like, Cindy, you know, mm-hmm. Lord was really putting on my heart. And I talked to, I seeked wisdom mm-hmm. and um, I seek accountability and everything. I mean, with Troy and other people and um, every single person that was spirit led had, had really been pushing like, Hey, like it's, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And everyone that wasn't spirit led was like, you're crazy. yeah and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Like it started to kind of come together, so well it,
0: both could be true, you know max
1: <laughs> yeah i am I am a crazy I am crazy for the Lord <laughs>
0: but and so. and uh Sydney, what was going on for you around this time?
3: um I'll just start a little from the beginning, so I used to be an atheist I like um my mom never believed in God, and I like really looked up to her, so I just like chose to follow his path, and I was like very passionate about like not believing in God. And um and then one day I met Max at the skate park and he just like started sharing the gospel with me. And it was the first time I, I've like actually heard like the gospel. And um I didn't give my life to Jesus like that day, but like the seed was planted. And so it was about like four months later, Max and I got like reconnected and he just like kept pouring into me, telling me about Jesus. And um, and then eventually he had like given me a Bible and I me and Matt kind of went our separate ways and I had the Bible and I just graduated high school I didn't have a job and so I really had nothing to do and like God like had like in this time just like put a curiosity in in me to like read his word and so I started reading obviously I didn't know that gave me the curiosity but now when I look at it he definitely did and so I just started reading so much of the gospels and everything I had ever heard about Christianity was like I had always heard just, like, very cliche things, like um, like a cloudy heaven and just, yeah, cupids and things like that that just, like, weren't true to me and, like, just seemed very, like, very tellish. So when I started reading the Bible, like, his word, God just started revealing himself to me and, like, showing just, like, his truth to me. And I was, like, so focused on people people's opinionated beliefs. And when I started reading his word, like, he just started showing me, like, his truth. And so after I had started reading, I, like, found myself believing, I was, like, whoa, like, this is crazy, because I was always, like, very resistant to just God in general, and so I remember I, I was, like, wow, like, I believe in Jesus, and um, I, like, reached out to Max one day asking, just, like, wanting to know more about baptism, and he was, like, what? Like, so excited, and he ended up baptizing oh. me in um, Sedona. I got baptized, mm. like, it was so cool. And was she had chokehold baptism? I think she. I don't think so. I don't think, that, no. I don't think Might so. Might have been collarbone. But um, my mom got to go, and she's an unbeliever. My best friend Riley got to go, and she's an unbeliever. So just like them seeing that, like, just like real change in my life was like really huge for them. And um, and so about a couple months after I got baptized, Max went to California, and we always kept in contact. And um. Like, we were always, like, updating each other with just, like, life. And so, like, in the midst of us, like, not talking for – or, like, not seeing each other for, like, five months, I was just, like, reading a lot. just was, like, learning a lot. Um and just getting that spiritual milk. And then after Max had gotten back from California, and he, like, God, like, um, just worked in him there and worked, like, on me while I was in Arizona, just, like, teaching us both so much separately – like when we came back together, um, I don't know, God just like was showing us like the path of marriage, and yeah, that's awesome, it was pretty fast and like exciting and kind of scary. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Wow, yeah,
0: thanks, Sydney.
2: Um, she sure. is a humongous blessing. Like, yes, we got to go out there and uh do a training. Um, I brought Malachi or uh, Isaiah and her, I'm sorry, as and Laz. Oh yeah. And we mobbed out there, mm-hmm. right there oh, and Lucy that laborers. Yeah. And, and we noticed, uh, just how complimentary Sydney was to max and just her kindness. And as like zealous as he is in evangelism and then growing in discipleship and church planning, very apostolic. Um, Sydney also, she shares the gospel a lot. And uh, I think she more naturally also like just pours into people. Mm. And um, so we saw a girl that they had led to faith at the skate park and Sydney and Sydney was walking with his twin sister. And um, so just seeing the, the gifting within their relationship and now in their marriage. And now on our our team, our, our apostolic band, um it's it's she's such an answer to prayer.
0: So the two things I heard um that when you were sharing, Max, is you needed your tribe, not not to be alone in this. Um yeah. I don't want to do this alone. And 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 then the other piece was I I just need some some basic tools. Yeah. So that, you know, naturally I'm sharing the gospel, but how do I disciple people? How do we form churches? How do we help other people who don't share naturally share the gospel?
1: It's exactly now. Like I had been doing it alone and I loved it. Like I it was a thrill. And I found it, I found just a great. and preaching the gospel it was like my favorite thing to do it still is you know but in that time I had I had just been like I yeah it was more of a need than a desire I was like man I I need community you know like it was almost like I was burning myself out like I was going out and preaching the gospel and then I come back and like I didn't have anybody to really like be like be poor like pour into me you know no one was really like I had I had like like 70 year old elders from my church and stuff. And they're great. Like they're awesome. They love There's me. There's nothing so
0: wrong much. with being old, Max.
1: Hey, hey <laughs> I know, but that's like, they're awesome. And, yeah. and they really did point to me, but I think it was like people that were doing the same thing that I was doing. It was like going out there and sharing mm-hmm. people who had that same vision and no doubt, like my elders and stuff had the same, they still do like have the same mm-hmm. vision to be lost. Yeah, But I think it's just like, it was different, you know, young people like my age that I can relate to and I can skate with, and then we can go and share the gospel. And so it yeah. was huge and simple tools to use. So,
0: Troy, how do you see this fitting into what God's doing there in Southern California and around the States?
2: <clears throat> yeah, a couple things. things. Um, one, uh, we just – we were up at the uh, – NPL summit recently in Vegas and had a phenomenal time with some people from across North America. And, uh, and then we had uh, Jeff led us through an E3 strategy gathering for North America afterwards. And a couple, a couple takeaways related to what your question you asked me. One was the importance of abiding together. Um, and you know, spending time together as as an apostolic band and even distinguishing, you know, a local a, a church, a local established church with local elders from like a, a pioneering band, um, and just teasing that out of the scriptures, but to spend large quantities of of spend time together going through large quantities of scripture. And um that was one thing. But the other thing was this whole concept. I can't remember if we mentioned it in the last interview. Uh, I picked it up from, from Max. I've heard other people around here that are way younger than me use this term. But when Max, when we went down to Oceanside, he was like, dude, we're mobbing, we're mobbing down to Oceanside. And and um, so I think that the idea of, of being together mm-hmm. and, um, and honestly seeing all five parts of the four fields taking place from like, I I began to notice maybe three years ago that us being together, me, Rick and Puck and and, and other people that are with JT, we were out in public together at a coffee shop or a restaurant. We don't have an office, you know, so we're, we're meeting out in public. Like people noticed us and, and, and like would make a comment that we're different. Like, what are you guys? And, and we would, you know, pray for people. And if we kept going back to some of the same places, um, you know, we would, we would engage people. And uh, so I saw it as an entry strategy. But now I'm seeing all five parts happen. I see it: entry, evangelism takes place. Some guys over here sharing the gospel, discipleship's happening over here. Uh, we're, we're doing this, you know, we're, ha- we're starting churches out there. There's leadership development and vision casting habits. Like, it's like it's all happening at the same time whether we're driving up to the Valley to meet with Jan, uh, or going into West LA uh, to spend time with those folks, or, or we're just going to the, to the pizza place down the street, you know, at tide pools in Newport where we get to see the owner and his mom get baptized a few months ago. Jordan is actually a, a very skilled basketball player. Mm-hmm. He played division one college at St. Mary's and, um, and so he, uh, he plays in the Venice Basketball League, which is like a street basketball league that's pretty well known out here. And mm-hmm. he he was the MVP of the of the tournament last year and hit the game winning shot. So he has a, a a good reputation in that community. And so we started going out there as a church, mm-hmm. um, mobbing to the street ball. And it's Venice. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's 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 yeah. not the cleanest um it's dark it's yeah it's very dark <clears throat> and um and so i think being out there uh, and then gathering for worship afterwards and we're we're, we're meeting on, on blankets we're meeting in parks we're meeting in mm-hmm. homes we're meeting uh in coffee shops rise just met at a pizza place last night so, um so. just mobbing different places in public we met at a park on sunday and got yeah. to share the gospel invite a number of people in so yeah the public space the event with intent as guy Kasky says we're seeing happen but um, for a couple of weeks, we were going to his game and the, and the guys were skating at the skate park as in Laz and some of the others were skating Malachi and them. And, and he's sharing the gospel and Sydney's sharing the gospel and Isaiah shared the gospel with a Mormon last week as mm-hmm. in Laz have started sharing the gospel and they're picking it up. Like they're going up to people and sharing the gospel at five, five and seven. seven now. Yep. And um, so it's, 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 it's contagious, yeah. but We realized like we were after the game, we were heading over to someone's house for church in West L.A. I was like, you know what? Like, let's not pull Jordan away from his oikos. Like these are people that are coming from all over the city. Um, And so we decided to move church to a different day during a season. And uh, we just we hung out there on Sunday a long time. He had a doubleheader. And after the game was over, we got to talk to so many people, Mm -hmm. including the CEO of the league who gave a shout out to us in our church. And, and they, they call him like, Oh, he's the deacon in his church. Oh, he's like, they, they nickname him all these like Christian nicknames. And we got to just encourage the, the CEO and, uh, um, and his, his family and, and, uh, uh, he got to talk to the DJ and, and, um, I think Katie and Tori got to talk to the guys. Cause they, what they'll do is they'll like have live commentary and these guys are like, they're hilarious. <laughs> so <laughs> if you've ever been to a street ball, basketball game, but, um, so, so then, like, taking the church mobile into these into these spaces, and uh, it's like the Lord is just giving us favor in these places, you know? Like, to get a shout-out, I mean, this thing is, like, televised yeah. on, on the Internet. And he, like, gave a shout-out during the game. Like, not like we're promoting our church or anything. We're like, hey, what's the name of your church? And like, all right, church movement, yeah. Like, everyone's like, what? What is happening right now? Where, I mean, just this morning we met with – there was like six of us and we met, we went to a coffee shop. We're, we're in the word together. We're encouraging believers. If we encounter lost people, we're sharing the gospel. Um, We cast vision to a guy from, from Vanguard. Um, So yeah, I think that there are some practices coming out of the heart that are taking place. Um, We're training together. You know, we've been up to Montana. We've gone to Denver together. We've been to Phoenix. Uh, We just all went to Utah and led a four fields intensive there and then seeing going through the journeys and really seeing this whole concept of mobbing in there, um, I'm also really it's it's like a snowball that people kind of get, you know, like they they jump in and they get you know they learn they get encouraged or they get you know saved or they get like activated you know into into the work. Um, the other night, uh, Jordan. Um, there's a church out in Riverside that he helped start that he provides leadership to called rivers. And I think we talked about it in the last interview mm-hmm. and, and they had two baptisms. They don't have, they don't have a beach out there in Riverside in the IE not and uh, no, not even a river actually. <laughs> and um, they baptized two people out there. Uh, so they came out to Huntington beach. And so a group of us from, from movement church, from uh, zeal, from uh, uh, rise and from, from, um Rivers, obviously, we're out there and we had food on the beach. Um, we, we did the baptism. Max is, and Jordan are out inviting people. There's like a lot of people out there at the beach and he's inviting them like, hey, we got a baptism. Come on out, you know, and they're sharing the gospel with people as we're like moving this herd of like 30 some people, including my I think all of my kids except for Maya were there. And um, and they're friends. And so it was just like this herd of people and, and they're just trying to gather people. He does the same thing at a baptism. He's constantly trying to pull people in. Um, yeah. A lot of similarities. And um, and so we go out there. They share testimony, uh, Jordan and then the girls, they baptize these two people. And uh, we prayed over them. And Sydney goes and shares the gospel uh, with these yeah. teenagers that are there to watch the baptism. We go back. And we're having food. They have a time of worship. Max and Malachi lead some worship. And we're it, the the beach. Like they shut it down at ten. It's nine o'clock, and and it's like it, you can tell it's kind of winding down. And 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 we had a chance to talk to uh believers about you mm-hmm. know just what the Lord has been doing in the area. So as you're mm-hmm. sharing the gospel, you meet believers too, and they get oh, what are you guys like? What how, how, do, we, how do we do this? And, um. And Max like gets to the last song and he's just like, you know, Ephesians four, 11 and 12 evangelists are, don't just share the gospel. They equip the saints. And he did that. My goodness. He just said, guys, like, I think after this song, I think we just need to go share the gospel right now. And there are a lot of people there that not a lot, there were some people there that had never done like zero to one, like evangelism
0: zero to one, Troy,
2: just, just going up to somebody that you don't know and sharing the gospel with them. Yeah. And, um, He's like, I think right now he just cast strong vision for the lostness that was there and how could we not go and share and God is with you and you know what to say and pair up with two or three. And and so, so we, we start going around to people are hanging out around their campfires and I'm like, what's this going to look like? And Jordan goes over with these two like teenage or y- younger guys and uh, uh, while Max is casting vision and then by the time we go, there's this group of people like I don't know, maybe a hundred yards away or 50 yards away. And they're doing karaoke on the beach. I don't know how they pulled this off, but they're, (laughs) they're just, they're having the most fun time with this karaoke. And we go up there and I'm like, how are we going to engage? It's Jordan and this other guy are the ones singing singing in the karaoke. They infiltrated the karaoke party. (laughs) And then uh, this guy, uh, what's the guy's name? Logan Landon. 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 Yeah. Landon just starts sharing his testimony, sharing (laughs) the gospel. Max gets the microphone. He's preaching the gospel at the beach through the karaoke machine, like thirty people, and and just <laughs> leading with them to that. surrender their lives to Jesus. Wow! And yeah. uh, and and there were some people obviously that were uncomfortable. There were people that were locked in, and there was one guy who's like, my brother, my cousin is dying of cancer. Will you please pray for me? So we got to come around, and there were some people from that group that emerged. They were yeah. like, oh yeah, man, this is awesome, you know. And so they started praying. And uh and then um uh, and then and then our, our our group just got emboldened and they start spreading out to other campfires mm-hmm. sharing the gospel. Um and then Max goes up to this group of people and, and they had been praying, they brought a guitar, they didn't really leave it. like we were actually praying for somebody to come and lead worship for us. So he, he leads worship for these people. God's <laughs> God's doing all these different things all at the same time. So we just showed up to the beach to baptize two people because we mobbed yeah. a network of churches that has this culture of evangelism, discipleship, church planning, you know, like, it just was all happening at the same
0: time. Well, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the Movements Podcast, why not leave us a review or spread the word on social media. I'm Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast.